0: Joining us for further analysis, and what's playing itself out on that market scene is Rob Tal from Wealth. Rob, always a pleasure and a good afternoon to you.
1: Thanks very much.
0: All right, Rob, it looks like a bit of a mixed one, I think both here at home and in Europe. Let's talk about uh, what is driving market positive pins this afternoon.
1: Well, we've got very thin volumes on our market at the moment. We've only got to about just short of 6 billion and of that 6 billion, Sabania is 1.4 billion of it. So Sabania... Um, uh, is trading at about uh, 23% down at the moment after issuing a convertible bond. And the market doesn't really seem to be uh, liking that convertible bond. It's a very large uh, bond issue. It's about 20% of their market cap. And they're pricing it on the day, which is very surprising. So they're, so they're going to be pricing it at 30 to 35% premium of the VWAP or the average price of today. So it looks like the bondholders that are going to take that up are selling uh, uh, Sabanya down at this point. Um, and trying to get as low price as they can for that convertible bond. So that's really driving our market, which was pushing us negative. Um, if you took that away from the market, really good uh, retail uh, moves today in, in, in the market with all the clothing retailers up and all of the food retailers up. And on the banking side, First Rand came out with, uh, with an update as well, and they up 1.2%. So the banks are quite firm, but really driven by Sabania and, uh, and the Platinums, which are driving us down today.
0: And I must ask you about those Platinums. Uh, They're often down, uh, Rob, you know, just what we're seeing happening uh, with uh, commodities around the world. But today it looks uh, like really steep, uh, you know, falls in are down more than 7 percent, Amplats down more than 6 percent, Northern also uh, down more than 5 percent. Is there anything that has happened, particularly uh, in the macros or in news, that has driven them down uh, to this level today?
1: Not really, besides uh, Sabanya coming to the market for money. Um, you know, people are expecting that uh, platinum could be at a, at a lower level for slightly longer. And they're not seeing this uptick in in demand for platinum uh, into the ice cars, which is the combustion cars. And people are waiting for the hydrogen economy to get going. And that's still quite a lot of development. So I think that uh, Sibania's uh, bond issuance is uh, suggesting that the other platinum miners might also come to the market looking for, for cash while they build this hydrogen economy. I want and us just to start seeing that weakness come through in the platinum shares.
0: Sorry for that, Rob. I want us to get into some company results in a bit, but first, uh, I'd like us to just quickly go uh, to the U.S. Microsoft Open AI. Uh, what happened there, Robert? Happened over a weekend. Things that happen over the weekend are seldom good things.
1: But it shows you the competition in the in that sector, in the AI sector. So Microsoft bought ChatGPT um, earlier last year. Uh, And now there's been a shakeup up at at OpenAI, which is the company that uh, did ChatGPT. And uh, they've thrown out uh, their original founder and CEO. And then Microsoft have taken him on board. So, uh, you know, and they own it. So it's uh, it's quite surprising. So it just shows you that there's a huge demand for those skill sets in the AI side. And you're going to start to see uh, board movements around for the people that really do have that skill set are going to be sought after. And you are seeing here, Microsoft taking, uh, taking that CEO from OpenAI.
0: Very interesting times in that AI space. Let's take a look now at our local company. Starting with Telcom, that share up 8.9% today. Uh, markets seem to be very pleased uh, with this set of numbers. Let's talk about it uh, because, of course, Telcom has had a very difficult uh, last few reporting periods, but it looks like the sun is shining on them again.
1: So two announcements from them, obviously their earnings announcement came out, but then also that they have got uh, a buyer for their masts and towers division. And, you know, if they do sell the, the towers and their masts, it really frees up a lot of free cash for them and takes a lot of capex out of a very stretched balance sheet. So problem with Telcom that it's had a lot of debt um, over the last few years, and if they can manage to sell those towers, Uh, It relieves a lot of that uh, continued uh, capex that they need to keep those towers going. So it was the first positive thing. Then on the actual earnings themselves, we saw quite a nice turnaround uh, across across all of their different divisions, including uh, OpenServe, which is the fiber operator. And that showed really good growth and good numbers and good free cash flow. Um, so they had a lot of headcount reductions in open uh, in open serve, and you're starting to see that fibre business start to produce revenues as well. So two really good things: their revenues are picking up, their costs are coming down, and they've got a buyer by the looks of things for their tower and mass business, and that will really free up a lot of free capital for for Telcom, which will allow them to compete uh, at a at a better level against uh, MTN and Vodacom.
0: Also, looking at Coronation, of course, uh, I think it might be useful to look at Coronation uh, without the effects of uh, this uh, tax issue that they're facing, uh, Rob, because it looks like markets have priced that in um, and now we're just waiting for an outcome for them. So I'm keen to get your thoughts on how the company has fared there.
1: Yeah, so I see that they reinstated their dividend, so they're going to be paying a dividend again uh, after they've got uh, taken some provisions for a possible tax, uh, tax payment that they'll need to make. That tax announcement could take years still. So, you know, they've made a provision for it. So if you take that out and start to look at their numbers, their numbers were about flat. Um, but earnings per share, still relatively firm. You know, it's trading on a PE if you take uh, below 10% and they're paying a decent dividend as well. So I think at these levels, you know, it's uh, it's quite a decent stock to have in your portfolio because you're going to be getting a good dividend, it's got good cash flows, and even though um, they could have a tax uh, payment that comes out, there could be a settlement there, it could be much less. So I think that the market is uh, is priced that in now, and I think it's at fair value uh, coronation at the moment.
0: And then let's talk on Southern Sun. They saw profits falling 24.2%. I'm keen to get your thoughts here because, of course, uh, we have seen their competitors actually doing slightly better uh, than them. And I'm wondering if it could also be a market positioning uh, issue for them.
1: Uh, I think overall the numbers weren't bad. Obviously, if you take uh, the 22 numbers out of it because there was still COVID and some restrictions – uh, their numbers were far better on a year-on-year basis but but overall i think you know they've had a lot of restructuring in southern sun but their ob- occupancy levels are relatively firm uh, and they've had a few good events they had the Netball world cup in in cape town and you can see those numbers from the from over that period were really solid and then also they hosted a lot of uh the BRICS uh delegates uh, when the BRICS summit came into south africa and a lot of their hotels were full there so they've had a really good uh a good few months and Even though their numbers are slightly down, uh, their forward-looking statement is quite firm, saying that October and November have been relatively good. And you're also seeing that local uh, tourism is starting to pick up. I think uh, foreign tourism is getting very expensive. Flights are very expensive at this stage. And you're starting to see that flow back into into regional uh, travel. So I think they're in a decent position. Not the best numbers they could have had, but I think looking forward, they're well-positioned.
0: Well, Rob, I'm keen to get your stock picking up, but first I'd like us to reflect on some counters that have found favour with the industry, peers.
1: Tonight I'm going to go for Visa. Um, It's actually had a bit of a decent run through the course of this month, uh, but it has been one of those solid performers. If uh, a stock like this is kind of uh, positioned very close to, call it, all-time highs, uh, you know, in a very tough economic environment, I think that you could, you're definitely probably going to see some further new highs made in a stock like this. It's a good quality business. Um, you know, fundamentally, it's not on a demanding valuation. Uh, looking forward, I think there's probably going to be some leverage to to earnings as we get a better interest rate environment and consumer spend starts to pick up. So it's really just calling this top of the interest rate cycle. Consumer spending potentially picking up in a, in a more friendly economic environment. So tonight, stock pickers visa. It's the I share 20-year Treasury Bond ETF. Um, admittedly, being a little bit early on this one, but you know, if if you assume that global interest rates uh, have peaked or are in the process of peaking, um, you, you know, then, then it's likely we're going to see a significant rally in US bonds. I think even if those yields continue to move a bit higher from here, I think the asymmetric payoff profile of of getting in now is compelling, and and I think almost regardless of if. You know next year is a, a risk on or a risk-off type environment i i think the total return profile of an investment like this stands investors in good stead along with an equity allocation so so that's one we're recommending and and we think now is probably close to the right time
0: i'm going to go a little bit more blue chip um, and go go first round. Uh we do like the banks it's our preferred way of playing the SA inc story in south africa uh, First Rand's got a dividend yield of about 6%. It trades on a PE of 10 times. So the banking sector has generally been very well managed and, and uh, First trend's always been top of the pops as far as management goes. So uh, I'm going to stick with that one on this. All right, Rob to you get your thoughts on some of those. Visa, First Rand, but also the ISA 20-year Treasury Bond ETF. Yeah, uh, uh, you
1: know, First is one of our top picks as well, and I like First Rand, so I agree with that uh, wholeheartedly. Uh, Visa, you know, very strong business. Uh, they've got a monopoly with uh, with MasterCard and the payment side. And even though there's new uh, uh, upcoming payment providers, Visa and MasterCard are still very, very strong businesses. And we like uh, both of those businesses. So uh, Visa, I think you can hold as a blue chip stock in your portfolio for many years. And you can easily add it, even though it is not at its cheapest levels ever at this point. And then on Treasury, uh, Treasury uh, bond ETFs, you know everybody's expecting interest rates to come down and if they do come down next year those uh, those bonds are definitely going to pick up in value the question is will they come down those interest rates and you know when will the first cut be so you could be a little bit early on the treasury side but i think long-term uh, even locally, our bonds are delivering you a really good return at the moment. You can get about nearly, you know, nearly 12% on South African bonds. And if we do get a cut in rates, you'll see the bond prices lift up. So, all, all of those uh, are relatively good calls, and i will you know, definitely have the blue chips in my portfolio.
0: And which counts are you going with this afternoon, Rob?
1: Well, I was going to go with First Rand, but uh, now that it's already chosen, um, I'm going to go offshore. I think utilities uh, offshore with the interest rates coming down next year is a, a place to look at. And I like Next Era Energy. They're like, uh, similar to an ESCOM, but on the, on the eastern seaboard. And they do wind, power, gas, power, and solar power. So they're alternative uh, uh, a version of a of a S-com. and as interest rates start to come down, their costs come down, and uh, they, you know they've been beating up this year, and I think it's a, it's a really good entry pass. So that's the next era energy.
0: Well, Rob, it's always a pleasure hearing from you. Thank you so much for your time this afternoon. That was your midday markets update with Robert Tal from Sassfin Wealth.